Before we begin this episode, make sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening so you don't miss out on new episodes. Welcome back to Fan One Land, it's time to fall into a galaxy far, far away with us once again. Before we introduce today's guest, we want to take a moment to thank Peter Mayhew for bringing Chewbacca to our lives. May he rest in peace. Today we welcome talented cosplayer Forever Song Cosplay. Welcome Chelsea, and thanks for giving up the time to chat with us today. Hi, no, thank you so much. Uh, firstly, as we just mentioned in our intro, sadly, and it is Star Wars that we're recording this and releasing, that we lost Peter, who yeah. I think made an impact yeah. on all of our lives. Mm-hmm. Whether we came into it in the new trilogy, the original trilogy, or even the even the prequels, is is definitely going to leave an impact on everyone. Yeah, absolutely. I will admit that I definitely cried a couple times yesterday. <laughs> and, and for those wondering the context, Chelsea has done a lot of. Star Wars cosplays from Ray to Rose, which we'll talk about. Mm. So that hence mm-hmm. the, the mention and the context of it. And in saying that, let's let's discuss probably I suppose would be your most popular cosplay would be Rose. <laughs> yes, I would I would agree with that. That seems to be the pattern. Because you look very very much like Rose. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. That costume was definitely a labor of love. And just, I've never put quite as much detail and time into a costume as I did with with her. And um, for people who don't know, uh, at the Los Angeles red carpet, I had a whole story. I had a whole moment with Kelly Marie Tran um, where I got to meet her in the costume and she cried and I cried and it was this um, this moment that kind of almost went a little vi- a little bit viral for a bit and it meant a lot to the both of us I like to think and to a lot of people so yeah Rose has been a, a big part of my life in some odd and crazy way and for, for all those that are hating on the new trilogies well look, look what happens <laughs> <laughs> so, is, was there a lot that went into creating that cosplay? Absolutely. Um, I I stayed up a lot of nights. I've definitely stabbed myself with needles and all that. I um, the suit was made completely from scratch. I dyed everything, weathered everything, sewed it all together. Um, even my belts. I mean, I I found like a really accurate military belt from like eBay. And even that was just way too big for me. Had to alter it and add all these loops. I made all my props, my initial props I made from scratch. I used anything from clay to like, like rubber, um, rubber, what are you, grips for pencils? And just, yeah, it was all almost from scratch. My new pieces I've, commissioned people to do 3d prints and stuff just to improve upon it um but yeah there was a lot that went into that costume everything's pretty much from scratch and i believe you went to celebration as ray and satine i did that is correct yeah satine was a new one for me but ray i've had 
for a little while with the Rebel Legion. So I decided to bring that to Chicago. <laughs> Easier to transport. So I don't, I don't think a lot of people, for for those that are sort of into Star Wars but not massively into Star Wars, Satines mm-hmm. from Clone Wars era. Yep. So for, for those that are going, who's Satine? Satine's one of the probably, the, in saying that, I think yours is probably the first Satine cosplay I've seen. Really? Well, well, when I saw it, I was like, hang on. And then once I realised it's Satine, I was going, well, I don't think I've actually seen a Satine cosplay. Definitely not locally, I can tell you that. I've seen a lot of Ray. I don't think I've seen mm-hmm. a Rose cosplay locally either. Then again, our con, really? our con didn't happen this year, so. Um, oh, okay. Oh, that's it's interesting. Still, I still haven't seen, you know, like Rose or, or more of the, I guess you call them obscure characters cosplay, mm-hmm. which is kind of, which is sort of why I try to where I can to cosplay, you know, like Constantine and like all the like the obscure characters that don't really get cosplayed as much. Uh, yeah. Like you have everyone cosplaying totally. Ray. You have everyone cosplaying, you know, Vader and you know all the popular ones. Yes. Music, right? But you don't really have like you know Satine and appreciation of all the underrated characters. Which so it is nice to see that. Uh, for, yeah, for those wanting Forever Song cosplay on Instagram, if you're wanting to browse while you listen. Uh, and yep, that's yeah, all there. There's, <laughs> there's so many cosplays, so we, we've, we've, picked, we've picked a few to discuss today. Uh, mm-hmm. If the fans really love it, we have to get you back for a round two. Because um, <laughs> the ne- yeah, the, there's there's a lot. I like to do everything. The, the next one I think that's probably taken the most. I would say the the most work visually would be your Mantis cosplay. Uh, yeah. Yep, that one's something. Again, I'm assuming <laughs> all of the outfit is handmade from scratch. That one actually was not. Um, that one, I got the suit. Um, I, I ordered that one because I wasn't about to work with pleather. That was way out of my league. <laughs> um and I just decided, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to spend more money and time messing this stuff up than if I, like, find a suit to wear. So that one I found, gosh, where was it? Um, was it Cosplay Sky? Which a lot of people I know have used. So I took a chance on it and I actually quite liked it. I just, you know, did little moderations of my own. And um, so Mantis was mostly just... Um, in doing the prosthetics and the wearing the contacts because my antenna, I collaborated with two of my friends um, to get them to light up. And I was put on a system where I, um, I had wires going down my arm that were connected to a switch. And when I clicked that switch, my antenna actually light up. So it would be like the movie where she, her antenna light up when she feels people's feelings. And that was a new challenge for me and my friends who are interested in those sorts of projects. We just decided, hey, let's try and see if we could pull this off and make it really cool. So most of my focus was there and getting that to work and really playing with the character and playing with people. Just when I did the feeling read and everything, just timing out my switch and making sure the lights worked and everything. So... Yeah, that was um, a different type of effort, but effort nonetheless. So I think that's a, that's a something that a lot of people wouldn't even think about. Like there's mm-hmm. there's some of them that just do the cosplay and then sort of stop there. Then there's 
others like yourself that just go the extra, that extra step for <laughs> the little details like that? Yeah, I mean, for me, that's part of the fun. And I wore that to San Diego Comic-Con last year. And, um, and Comic-Con was my first convention ever. It's the convention that really started me down this cosplay path. And every time I go, I just get so inspired by all the people that I see and all the amazing costumers and the creativity. And I just kind of made a pact with myself that every year I go, I would try and up my game and do something just a little extra. <laughs> so that was my challenge last year. I was like, okay, I want to do Mantis because I love her. But Instead of focusing all this time on messing up the suit, I'm going to get one and I'm going to try and just amp it up with some electronics and everything. So that's kind of where my head is at for those sorts of things. It's fun. It's really fun. Now, you've also done Daenerys. Yep. yep. Are you up to date on Game of Thrones? Of course. Of course. I can't wait for tomorrow. Well, for me, because I'm in the U.S. So. Oh, well, we get it fast-tracked here in Australia for our Australian listeners. Sorry. We get it the same time as the yeah. world, which is nice. Uh, oh, okay. That's good, because no spoilers and stuff. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. I was going to say, for those listening, <laughs> we may possibly do any spoilers, so you've been warned here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Pa- I will try and be pause, good. Pause now so if no one you hates want me. to avoid them. Uh, do you have any, like, Danny theories at all oh, you feel gosh gosh you know i i used to and then every time the show just throws me on my head so i just i kind of stopped making predictions to be honest because every time i'd be wrong or just like somebody dies and i'm like you know what i'm just gonna i'm just gonna take every moment as it comes <laughs> i don't know that i have a danny theory like i i hope like, I, I still love her, and I still think, despite some of her flaws, I still think she's, you know, I, I think she's a fit leader. She's been working very hard her whole life, and, yeah, I think she's a bit of a boss. And so, yeah, I still love her, but we'll see. I just feel like with Game of Thrones, everything is bittersweet, and and we're kind of in a strange spot right now. <laughs> sure, I, think, I think strange would be a bit of an understatement, to be honest. What's the main reaction to your Oh, you know what? It's been great, actually, uh, which is encouraging because Game of Thrones costumes are very, very intricate and very difficult to tackle. I struggled a lot with that. I had, you know, some more uh, friends who were more skilled than me just try and give me pointers. I sewed that one myself as well. But, uh, you know, it was definitely a challenge and... For that one in particular, well, my second Danny costume, because I've done two, um, that second one was made from scratch. And I had done it because I had found this amazing location, this beach location um, in California where I live that just looked so like Dragonstone. It just gave me that Dragonstone vibe because it had these crazy rocks and it was, you know, the beach. And I just was like, you know, I've got to put together a photo shoot for this. I need to like do a dragonstone themed shoot somehow and make it work. And I, you know, just set out to make the costume myself and find some friends and people I know who are, you know, equally into the show and very talented costumers. And I recruited them and we did this big epic, you know, this epic shoot at, you know, ungodly hours in the morning just so that we could beat the tide and get the light. And it was just amazing. The reception has 
still been great. I still get people saying that they scroll down, you know, their Instagram feed and then they have to stop for a second because they think it's, you know, a still from the show, which is a huge compliment for me, you know, and the costumers that were involved. It just, it means a lot because there's a lot of work that goes into that. <laughs> now, you've also done Ragnarok Thor, I guess. That's the newest one, yeah. I did that one for WonderCon uh, at the end of March. Yes. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, and that is, I assume that was a lot of work as well. That was. Oh my God. <laughs> that was. It was kind of, I probably didn't give myself as much time as I would have liked, and it could have been better. Um, but for what it was, that was just, that was a costume that... I had agreed to do with two of my closest friends that cosplay with me a lot. We just decided like a long while ago, you know, what should we do next? We should do the Odin children. That'd be pretty cool. And there's three of us. So it's perfect. Um, so that's what we did. And I just, uh, you know, again, some late nights or one late night in particular where my friends stayed up with me till about four in the morning, just shaping foam armor and, painting I'm like that's good enough it's good enough and they (laughs) kept going because they are beasts and I have to give super props to them they're amazing as well but it was a fun one it's something we did just for the fun of it just so we can have a friend moment you know for for those wondering about how dedicated cosplays are there's your answer (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. You, you'll probably hear similar answers from most cosplayers. Con Crunch is very much a real struggle and a real thing. <laughs> now, you've, you know, you've also gone from the, I guess you call it the simple extreme of doing Rose to the complete other extreme of Cinderella. Oh, yeah, okay. Was, was, yes. that, was that a dress you made yourself? Um, that one I had commissioned, but again, I upgraded that one a lot. That one, I had someone made the dress. Her name was, um, Lydia Cosplay on Etsy to give her credit for that. Um, it's beautiful, but I, again, always like to upgrade things. So I bought a bunch of, uh, Sarasi crystals and I embellished the entire skirt. Um, I bought, let's see bunch of there was probably five packs of crystals of different sizes probably 300 or so in total and I hand glued all of them onto the skirt so I you know that was my upgrade to that one because I of course As you do. don't like to settle <laughs> yeah I, I don't like to settle I just every time I wear something I'll start out with something and then want to do more and how can I make it better how can I improve and what can I learn from these experiences and that was how I decided to make it you know more princessy more Disney I'm like yeah more sparkle you can always add more sparkle do you have a particular Ray outfit that you like Oh, okay. Um, I mean, I like both the ones I have, but the one I actually prefer wearing, I think looks better on me, is probably the one I wear from The Last Jedi, the you know, the gray with the tunic. I just like the look of that one better, color-wise and everything. The scavenger gray is very iconic, and I love that look, but the colors are just a bunch of tan, and I kind of struggle with that I gotta, sometimes. I gotta agree with that, yeah. Yeah, it like washes you out and you know, very 
there's very few times where I'm like, yeah, it looks really, really good on me. I'm like, eh, it looks fine. It looks like Ray. That's great. But, you know, and the staff is cool. But, you know, lightsabers are even more awesome to me. But, yeah, no, I probably prefer the, the Last Jedi one on me, personally. I think I'd prefer it in general. It's just more aesthetically pleasing. Visually, mm-hmm. I think. Like yeah. you said, the other one's just all tan, whereas The Last Jedi's got a bit of variety visually. Yeah, it's nice. got the greys. Yeah, the greys and the browns and just, you know, kind of that, whereas it's taupe and then dark taupe and tan. I'm like, okay, this is all basically brown in some form of off-white that's dirty. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Now, the other one, which I think really grabbed my attention, is also on the episode cover is your wasp cosplay. Oh, okay. Yeah, thank you. That one's different for me. I've never worn, like, a full bodysuit before. So, yeah, that was definitely a different experience. That was for Comic-Con as well. Another experience that I decided to try out. <laughs> Do you have the, are you working trying to get the helmet? Yes, I am. (laughs) I am trying to get the helmet. It is definitely on my to-do list. Um, I also want to upgrade my wing pack because the wing pack I made of, let's see, I made it out of foam and cardboard and warbler, some magnets. And then I think um, I used, I used like these light, this lighting sheet that you put under fluorescent lighting. I think, I don't remember the exact name of it, but you can find it at Home Depot and hardware stores, but I cut that out to to be the wings since they were kind of still translucent, but they had that that kind of diamond pattern to them. But yeah, I would like to get a 3D printed one and have it be very metallic and look better. Again, that one is one that I love and I think, yeah, on round two, I can definitely upgrade. The helmet's really cool. Now, for, for those wondering, there's, there's a lot of cosplays you've done. What would probably be your favourite <laughs> so far? Oh, favourite? That's hard. <laughs> the, they're, all, they're all like my little, my little project children. Let me think. Um, favourite? I guess I'm probably going to have to say... Overall, probably Rose, just because she that cosplay has meant so much to me and has given me, you know, so much in terms of experience and learning, just all the techniques that I had to learn in order to make that. And I just, it's one of the few costumes that I actually have and have made where I look at it and I'm like, you know what, there's nothing that I would change about this costume because, I, you know... I'm sure a lot of other cosplayers can identify with me to some level where they're a little bit of a perfectionist, which I am. And I have critiques and I know what I did wrong and I know where I wish what I wish I did differently on all my costumes. But for that one, I'm actually really happy. And I just think it's I think I did a very good job. And it just I was I'm very proud of it. And I just having the experience I've had wearing it to the premiere and meeting Kelly and just having this moment of representation for my Asian American community was very important. And I just, it has a very special place in my heart for that reason. And so, yeah, I guess that would, that one's my favorite. <laughs> now, I'm a really bad Star Wars fan for not remembering the name of it. 
I also noticed that the Star Wars language on the front of your Rose cosplay, which is a nice little detail. Oh. Oh, yes. Yeah, the Arabesh. That's, that's the on. one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, is that, that's, yes. Did, was that something you did yourself? Partially, I did half of it. Um, my other, my friend helped me um, screen print it, so he taught me how to use the ink, and um, we did it together. So, so, yeah, that was another thing that <laughs> was part of the process. I'd never, you know, even seen screen printing be done before. So, but he has like all these tools and toys that he likes to play with. So he's like, yeah, come over, like we'll we'll do it. We'll put it on there. We'll do a couple tests, and then you can see which scrap of fabric you like best for your pocket and you'll be good to go. <laughs> now, I want to chat about the thing that's probably going to be very much talked about. But before that, have you got any upcoming cosplays that your fans don't know about yet? Upcoming cosplays that you've got in there? Well, yeah, yeah, I do. I have one that I have definitely decided on for San Diego Comic-Con in July, Then, since that's my big con. Um, I still need to figure out a second one, but the first one I was planning on doing was uh, Dr. Minerva from Captain Marvel. So that's going to be another challenge one for me. I have to put on body paint again, which was not that pleasant the first time I did it, but, you know, I just... Is it ever? <laughs> why not? I, yeah, I don't know. Some people do it all the time, though. And I'm like, how do you, how do you not hate everything? I hate everything when I'm in body paint. And I'm not even having my whole body painted, like the Gamoras and, you know, of the world. I'm like, I just have my face and my neck and I'm already dying. So <laughs> it's an experience. But apparently I just like to torch myself and I'm going to do it because she looks really cool. I enjoyed the movie very much. And she's played by the amazing Gemma Chan and I love her so I'm like all right let's do it let's just <laughs> let's just look cool even if I you know suffer a little <laughs> have you got any dream cosplays that you'd like to make happen oh yeah oh yeah so many <laughs> too many well, budget, budget not being an issue is the one you really want to budget do. you know I am actually a really big Lord of the Rings fan that was my that was my jam. That was my biggest fandom, and it's still my greatest love, probably. And I would love to do like a Shield Maiden, uh, Eowyn. That would be amazing. I would, yeah, doing the whole armor bit and even her dresses. I'd love to do. I'll do all of them. But yeah, it'd be pretty badass to, you know, do all the chain mail and just <laughs> scream, "I am no man" to all the people. <laughs> now, I assume that it costs a fair bit of money to make, wouldn't it? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> That's why it's a dream. <laughs> now, it wouldn't be a Star Wars Day podcast episode if we didn't talk about Galaxy's Edge. Ah, which, no, it would not. Which, I might have, Chelsea is going to twice. Which yes, I am I very am. jealous of because <laughs> for anyone that happened to see this celebration live stream or happened to miss it, they've got Coke teaming up with. Disney and creating special Orivesh mm -hmm. cans, I guess you could call them. They look like they yeah, they're like these little pod things. Uh, yeah, they've got exclusively uh, Soakers lightsabers, the fulcrum sabers. 
only a Galaxy mm -hmm. Z, which I really, really want, but it's going to be very, very <laughs> expensive. They've got... Hey, I'll look out for you. I'll let you know. <laughs> They've got, as well, like these little rag dolls. They're like the thought that's gone into all of it. And I assume you would have seen their stream or seen it yourself. The amount of thought that's gone into their toys and the merch for the park is just insane. It really is. It's kind of mind-boggling. I mean, the thing that really got me was looking at all the food, because I love food. But, yeah, all the just different designs, even for that, you know, to make it something, feel like something you would get in an, on another planet, in another galaxy. And just, I was at the Galaxy's Edge panel at um, Celebration, and... Yeah, just seeing the previews, it just looks amazing. I'm sure when I get there, I'm going to just burst into tears <laughs> just because I, I, Disney does a great job of creating these worlds. Um, and it's just, you know, stepping into that and seeing the Millennium Falcon and being able to go in the Millennium Falcon, like for real, <laughs> will be crazy. I think I'm going to die. <laughs> I, th I think this is like, for, for those that are yet to see it, the whole stream's on YouTube, so you can go watch it. There's just so yes. much detail from when the Star Wars show, like, to around all the merchandise, from the tunics to, like, the sabers, mm -hmm. to building your own lightsaber that is going to be unique yes. to you. It's It feels like it's been, uh, they've made it more than a park. It's quite literally an experience in the fact they want it to be if you just want to casually go in you can if you want to fully immerse yourself you can do that too like there's checkpoints you can scan with your phone so it fully draws mm -hmm. you in there's you can barter yeah oh, and this is where i'm not sure how it's going to work with the bartering for like the lightsabers and the toys and things like that or whether it means you can actually negotiate the price if that is, that'd yeah, be unique. Yeah, I'm not sure. That'd be very unique for <laughs> anything, to be honest. Uh, I mean, totally. It's not something a lot of people yeah. do nowadays, especially Disney, because you know, obviously, that's a whole other, that's a whole other system you have to have like, in place. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. They've got in, well, the essentially the main cast, including Frank Oz, to voice Yoda. Like they've yes. like they're not just half doing this. They they've really thought it out. They've got John Williams to score, and the score sounds amazing yes. from what we heard at Celebration. It is yeah just full on insane to the level of detail they've gone. It's it feels a little like they've gone for Westworld and they've just created absolutely everything <laughs> they can, which is good. That you they know, that's have. a pretty good analogy. <laughs> Because they've gone from like making lifelike animatronics to having you interact with everything, to having you build your own things. It's literally an interactive mm -hmm. theme park, similar to Westworld yep. in the fact that there's basically no sex and violence, or some violence, but not like gory violence. <laughs> right, we're still PG-13 yeah. here, it's fine. Yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's, it's really cool that they've actually gone to that level I mean, I'd dearly love to see it in Australia, but I doubt that it'd happen because we've really only got, like, Disney World. I think we haven't really got, like, an actual Disneyland here. It's, I think the closest is Asia somewhere. Right. Which is 
kind of sad. Yeah, probably Shanghai. Would, Shanghai, well, because there's Shanghai and then there's Tokyo. Um, and I'm terrible with geography. I don't know which one's actually closer. Probably Shanghai. But I think, I think the current ones that's going to now at the moment is... And I think you'd probably be able to know this one better. Uh, Disneyland California, is it? Uh, there's two, uh, yep. I believe, they're doing. Yeah, the original one in Anaheim, which is yeah. where I'm at. And then Walt Disney World in Florida gets their park a, lo- a couple months afterwards. Like a month or two after California Are does. you going, like, opening day, or...? I'm not. They, they had that whole reservation system where you had to log on, which was, you know, a whole ordeal, which um, was fine, but and it was a good system for the most part. But I I didn't really want to do opening day. First of all, I'm not going to be around for part of that weekend. And second of all, it just... It's, it seemed like a crazy idea. I'm yeah. like, you know what? I'll wait a week. I'm going, I'm going the week afterwards. Uh, I'm going on the 9th. So I figure... You know, any kinks will be kind of maybe figured out. You know, I'm always a second week person. When I go to theater, when I do anything, I'm like, I'm going to go the second week. I'm going to let them figure out their problems the first week. And then, you know, by the time I go, it should be sorted out a little better. (laughs) And that's my thing. I think we all need to use because that's that's a good good idea. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I, I understand. Of course, it's exciting and everybody wants to go during opening and... You know, there's just so much excitement and so much anticipation. And Star Wars fans just have so much love and passion for, you know, the entire world. So I totally get it. But having done some openings, I'm like, you know what? It's it's okay. I, I can wait a week and just let things pan out a little. It's fine. <laughs> the real question is, are you going in cosplay? You know, Disney parks don't, if you're over 14, you're not allowed to wear a costume because they don't want you. Yeah, because they don't want you to, because they have obviously their own characters in the park. They don't want you to walk around and just confuse the kids and they can't be, they don't want to be liable for anything you say. Like if you're misbehaving, if you're like, you know, swearing or something and not acting like Ray, they don't want to. They don't want to have to deal with that. So you're just not allowed to if you're over 14. That is ridiculous. It's a little, yeah, but I I, I I do understand it. I approach there, but still, it's Mm -hmm. like, oh. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, unless they do a a special event, because they have done special events where they close the park uh to the public early and then it's it's ticketed and you can go like recently i think last weekend they had a a marvel night so people can come in their marvel costumes and Uh. interact with all the characters and do the things they did star wars last year for two nights actually or just actually almost exactly a year ago because it was right around may 9th and may 4th they did that whole thing and i did get to go then in costume and march in a parade and everything with the Five of First and Rebel Legions, which was amazing. And that was just a wonderful experience that Disney allowed for us. So, yeah, that was, um, yeah, other than that, yeah, no, no costumes, just for the little kids. So all the little baby rays can go and be adorable. <laughs> for, for all those curious, what's it cost to get into Galaxy's Edge, if anyone's wanting to go? You know, I wish I had a good answer for you. I'm a pass holder at the moment, so I pay monthly to have, you know, a year-long access to the park. Oh, and then um, I don't know what an individual... 
Uh, yeah, it does include it. The only thing was that for the first month of opening, they said that you had to make a no-cost reservation. Basically, you just have to put your name down of all the people that you're going with. I think they allow a group of six to go in together, and they give you a time slot to go um, to go into the park. So, yeah, but other than that, it's not no additional cost on top of whatever ticket you already have. You just need to have your valid admission okay, that's, that's, for the park that's pretty not that's pretty good isn't it at least like being disney they could have just lumped out on a heat more just to go to galaxy's edge like yeah like, they could have but you know but yeah luckily that's not the case <laughs> which part of galaxy's edge are you most looking forward to oh god the millennium falcon <laughs> yeah i really i just i mean who doesn't love that ship <laughs> or hate it you know in the if you're if you're a bad guy, <laughs> but it's just, I can't even imagine like the scale of it. I'm excited to see that for sure. That's probably the thing that's really going to get me. I think everyone that's been there has ended up in uh, tears. So. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a big cry baby. I'm going to cry. I'm sure of it. It's going to be real embarrassing. <laughs> Are you ready for Clone Wars season seven? Yes, I I am. They've technically called it season six, actually, I believe. Oh, you know, I think I'm I'm so bad with numbers. Is it six or is it seven? Sorry, Clone Wars people. I just, I I finished the show like months ago. Everyone else, I believe they would call it seven. Technically speaking, it's season five, Lost Missions, then season six, I believe. So the upcoming one is technically speaking... Officially speaking, okay. season six, I think. Technically speaking, in seasons we've gotten season seven. Just really confusing. Right. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Uh, the the avid fans can DM me and <laughs> let me know where I, our errors are. <laughs> but yes, I am really excited for it. <laughs> to answer your question. Well, thank you very much for giving up your time to chat with us today. Re- oh, of course. I really it. appreciate you asking me on. <laughs> for yeah. anyone wanting <laughs> to fun. follow Chelsea, aka Forever Song, uh, cosplay, Instagram, etc., will all be in the description as usual. Yep. All those links so you can follow all of cosplay. And I've been your host, TJ, alongside Chelsea. May the force be with you always. And we'll yeah. see you in the next episode. Force be with you. Bye.